Hello everyone. Welcome to yet another super insightful episode of the Mark Techno Beat, a specially curated podcast series powered by Netcore Smart Tech. I'm your host Dinesh Ahuja and today I'm joined by a special guest from Purple, a leading beauty and cosmetics shopping app, Miss Neha Maran, Director Retention at Purple. Welcome Neha. Hi Dinesh. Glad to be here. Same here Neha. So to to give a background uh, Neha is an uh, economics graduate from Delhi University uh, from there she went on to complete her MBA from IIM Lucknow and started her career with uh, BCG and then straight away jumped into the e-com bandwagon with Mintra for about 5 years solving problems on customer experiences revenue growth and personalization were was some of the key focus areas for her later on of late the last 6 months she's joined purple uh, which is based out of bombay uh, she looks into platform marketing crm and the most important point uh, customer retention so uh, neha let's let's start with the podcast and uh, uh, start with uh, you know if if you can just give a brief introduction of the story of purple.com it's it's an emerging key player in the e-commerce space and uh, if you can walk us through the genesis and the growth story of purple all together sure sure uh, thanks anish uh, so uh, purple started in uh, late 2011 and uh, our co-founders had been debating about a bunch of ideas and they had uh, two key areas of why uh, they thought that this is the space to be in one as a uh, beauty and cosmetics as an industry go they are one of the highest repeat categories and also have uh, margins which are good for uh, business sense the second part is that at that time uh, there was a customer need as well and a market readiness of sorts because we did not have like a lot of uh, offline beauty only large players so sephoras of the world etc we also did not have anything beyond the latmes and the lorials uh which were doing a lot of personalization uh, for customers for their beauty needs for their skincare needs and uh, typically in these uh, big companies the number of collections launched per year is also very limited so it started in 2011 uh and then uh, for the first month it was like some 45000 in sales and uh, but four months later it started gaining momentum with like a scale of 30% and today we are looking at a 100 million dollars annual run rate for fy21 so the uh, growth story has shaped to be on the two fundamental principles of saying that you know there is a need for differentiation in the products we offer and there's a need uh, for a personalized shopping experience because beauty is very personal so uh, compared to other categories etc uh, beauty needs to be solved at a user level Okay, uh, sounds great, Neha. Hundred million is is a big number, uh, but do you think uh, uh, so? So, if I've uh, understood it right, there was a lot of clutter in the market when it comes to uh, beauty sales, and uh, you know, to to improve or to increase the insights or uh, you know, like I said, entire sales perspective. Uh, we came with a different approach which was not uh, a very you know repetitive approach it was altogether new approach which you know focused only 
and only on beauty as as a category and not anything else absolutely correct so uh, that that was wonderful neha uh, just to add on uh, especially now you know when covid 19 is turning out to be unmitigated so there's a 100% increase in online sales and we all realize that this shift is more formidable and long term than one ever thought what what do you think as per you would be the emerging trends in cons- consumer behavior in online shopping um, or maybe a business trend that you've seen um, i'm sure there's a lot of trial error which happens but two or three trends that you for sure uh, could vouch for it that this is here and it will be here to stay for a long time what will be those if if you can just speak about that uh, at length absolutely so i think a uh, couple of things so like right uh, you said that uh, obviously because of covid right now uh, the offline market is uh, you know not really available for customers for both safety and uh, trust reasons also and they cannot uh, you know step out or they are not open so online becomes a very very important uh, channel to capture all of that demand a couple of trends uh, post covid uh, from a business perspective that we've seen are that people are looking at more uh, you know essentials or are uh, looking at more skincare routines face masks etc uh, and makeup is also shifting in that sense because uh, because if you wear say a mask uh, you will not uh, prefer a lipstick which transfers on the mask so a lot of mattes versus uh, gloss lipsticks will be sold etc so there are some of these uh, business trends which are emerging apart from the fact that when we speak to customers the whole uh, safety and trust uh, and hygiene factor comes in from a consumer behavior trend what we've seen is that uh, one uh, clean beauty and natural beauty is uh, actually getting more searched and more bought so the brands which are uh, heavy on uh, clean beauty and are uh, you know more chemical free etc uh, those are in demand uh, similarly self care is also on the rise both from the fact that people are not able to go to salons and also because uh, there's a lot of work from home scenario right now what happens is that like uh, the cleansing toning moisturizing the basic ctm routines etc we've seen like almost uh, 50% growth versus the pre covid times uh roughly one in four women end up trying uh, facial kits at home right now and experimenting with things like multi masking where you add in you have different uh, areas of your face with different concerns and you mix up uh, your masks to apply at the same time so these are some of the both uh, consumer and uh, business trends that we see emerging right now so neha when you say uh there is a lot of you know acceptance during covid period where you know women are trying to uh, call the facial kits at home and trying to do their home uh, hair and makeup um how how do you think as business um, you know purple is is you know ready for this emerging change because like i said this this is this is here to stay right and this will continue to be even worse unless we have uh, the proper vaccination in 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 india which is again about 6 to uh, one one year 6 months to one year from now 
so how do you think the business is shaping up is it ready or is it is it yet to be ready what will be that space that you want to just call it out so there's a lot of opportunity definitely because people are shifting online and there's a lot of opportunity where uh, purple is very uh, nicely placed in terms of having that data right because uh, right now when you try and shift certain needs uh, from offline to online it becomes a very big uh, question of how much can you personalize at what time and uh, how much discovery and assurance are you able to give people how much in- information are you able to give people in that uh, small mobile format uh, so at the purple level uh, we've got systems to help us uh, get this uh, entire piece in place very beautifully with data where we would be able to recommend that if say tomorrow you had uh, been able to tell us that you know uh, uh, acne is a your concern the next steps of the journey and whatever you are trying to get to uh the en- engine will be able to recommend whatever goes well with your personal skin type and that is something uh, that even uh, at the offline level happens only probably if say someone is half knowledgeable to even recommend based on your skin types plus there is a lot of scope to uh, scale up uh, personalization when you are in a technology enabled environment like purple and you can do it at scale so you are able to do all your personalization and recommendations at scale for uh, the industry to be ready so uh, on, on this note neham I, i would just want to uh, you know elaborate uh, I, i would like to you to elaborate that when 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 you say personalization or when you say artificial intelligence or a machine learning which you know by which you harness the user data and increase uh, the retention what kind of uh, examples or you know what kind of uh, uh, support that you want to share with the uh, listeners that how how exactly personalization or the machine learning or the predictive model that you just rightly called out is helping you is it is it if i have to call it out in a number is it giving you about 10% or a 20% uh, benefit or what what will be that you know metric that if i have to call it out with personalization ai ml put together okay uh, there are certain uh, good things and bad things that happen with personalization and when a company goes on a personalization journey you need to one figure out these things so one is that you need to balance your recommendations with discovery so say for instance that if i had data that you are say a skincare buyer uh, and i continue to show you just skincare i will never get you to say makeup the second thing is that every user is different so when we create journeys we look at creating or thinking of custom journeys so say for instance if you are a new customer versus a returning customer after some months uh it's a different uh, perspective or what you're looking for uh similarly the third thing that we need to look at is doing it at scale so that becomes the biggest thing like say personalization i could have 10 banners on the home page but uh my design team also needs to create it and that has to be say every day and then i need to also have scalable systems to both track correct and optimize it at a real level and this is because the uh, assortment and beauty is that wide that this is where the personalization uh, you know kind of can help and also people need to be a little uh, you know cognizant of all of these things sure thanks neha so uh, on this note i think uh, 
you know, when we talk about benefits of retaining a customer, we all know retention is the new acquisition. And uh, for example, somebody, some business may think that I'm profitable business. I don't need to worry about making sure that the shoppers return to my app or website. Uh, but why wouldn't you take advantage of this massive opportunity? A new customer acquisition is only getting more expensive, right? Um, high customer retention rates cut down on this cost, which is one of the many reasons why retention is important to business. So on this note, I also wanted to understand, Nia, how do you see uh, the year coming, 2021, 2022, uh, from a retention-specific uh, point of view? What could be the top two challenges? What could be the top two opportunities uh, in, within retention space? Sure, sure. So uh, I would get to the opportunities first. So I think the two uh, big areas of opportunities that exist is one in the whole value field. So Indian consumers are still looking for value and uh, beauty for all is what purple stands for. And which means that it is not just discounts, but value could mean things like great ingredients, exotic ingredients at great prices. So uh, from argan oil to rosehip, etc. The price points plus the combinations and solutions that are getting offered at that value. The second bit is the fact that uh, there is a loyalty program uh, that uh, we've started at Purple. And that kind of programs or anything else that a customer sees where you're giving him differential service, which is beyond discount. So this has special rewards uh, for customers who become uh, a part of the program. And it's such a very nominal fee and it actually waves off uh, a bunch of uh, things for you. So it's practically uh, a reward uh, program to get people to stick around. Because when people stick around, then like like you mentioned that, you know, an acquisition cost versus a retention cost. Retention is what drives the engine for a business to grow and also signifies the health of the business. So those I would say are the two areas of opportunity. If you build the programs right to be able to give reasons to people to stick around and then if you continue to give them value, um, that should help scale up retention. Uh, the challenges I would say are uh, just the fact that uh, staying top of mind right now in an environment where a lot of e-coms and uh, even horizontals are getting into the same space, then uh, staying top of mind is one challenge. The second is uh, that uh, there are certain uh, tailwinds which shift in a different direction for a certain set of categories. Like for right now, makeup used to be one of the highest impulse categories before COVID, but right now because of the natural rate of reducing use cases of people going out, needing makeup, etc. So these things now have shifted and makeup needs to set up a different uh, way of uh, getting that impulse back up in the minds of customers. So these two, I would say, are uh, the challenges uh, that we need to sort of sort out. Sure. Uh, Neha, just to add on this, uh, you know, I just got this thought while you were speaking. Uh, do we also face challenges pertaining to a regional front? Say maybe uh, some market is different than other market within India. And uh, if, if possible, if you can explain uh, how do you, you know, find the right balance between markets? So I'm sure 
um, uh, from between states or between cities, do you see that there is change of, uh, you know, preference? There's a change of accepting certain products. There's a change of, you know, uh, asking for a quality product or asking for a price point. Uh, do you think? Do you think in India it's it's considering it's diverse uh, in nature? So is is this also a challenge right now? And are we doing anything? uh to to resolve this or we've already resolved this uh so i would um like to answer it this way that at a consumer behavior level yes consumer behavior differs across geographies at a price point level there is uh, no differential if you were sitting in say a delhi or a bombay on what you would be paying for the product however what typically happens is that uh, at an assortment of 40 50000 products we are able to meet the demands the sales might be different in different geographies the timing might be different so say uh, a heavy duty moisturizer will get uh, shopped in the northern part of the country more sooner than uh, the rest of the country just because of the seasonal differential so things like these will exist uh, but uh in terms of product pricing etc all of that remains uh standard across does that perfect perfect yeah thanks neha uh so we've spoken about the growth story of purple started in 2011 the kind of business we are doing right now uh we spoke about the consumer and business trends especially you know post covid uh we also spoke about certain opportunities and challenges one may look into ecom space right now and uh our touch on how personalization artificial intelligence and machine learning is helping to target or to enhance the consumer experience even more so uh we are at the end of the podcast thank you so much neha it was an awesome insightful uh you know discussion i'm sure the audience will benefit greatly all you know out of what we've shared today uh thank you so much for making the time and joining with us today thank you ramesh